0: All right. Start out with a question here this morning. Uh, This class is dealing with missions this morning. What is missions? Just uh, take a quick note. Think to yourself, what is missions? Jot down your thought pattern there. What is missions? Then, what is the mission of Real Hope Community Church? What is our mission? So what is missions? And then what is the mission of our church? And then what is the mission for you as a church member? What is your mission? Uh, So to answer these questions in this uh, teaching that we're doing, we're going to look at another storyline through the scriptures. We're going to look at six biblical episodes. you got them listed there that we're all familiar with. And the first storyline is image is everything. In our first storyline, images is everything. In Genesis 1, God begins to create. He creates everything seen and unseen in Genesis 1. And every statement after God creates something, he says it was created after its kind. Dogs give birth to dogs and cats, cats, and monkeys give birth to men. Ah, see it if everybody's listening. Um, so Genesis one twenty six. Who has that? Okay. So so uh, dogs give birth to images of dogs, and cats give image to images of cats, and monkeys to monkeys. But man is completely different. Man isn't created to image man. Man was originally created to image God, according to the word. Man is not patterned after man, though we have resemblances, but man in the original perfect created state was patterned after God. Who's got Genesis 5.1? So in the likeness of God, and who's got Luke 3.38? So the son of God. Adam was the son of God. He was, he was created. He was supposed to image God in perfect creation. So the fall of man in Genesis 3... Adam revolts against God. He revolts against God's direct commandment and decides to do his own thing and follow after the temptations of the serpent. Genesis 3.5. Ah, just imagine being like God. That's something that I could... I could personally get into being God. I could personally uh, enjoy being God. I would love to be God. That's a temptation that Adam couldn't resist. You will be like God. And he said, Wow, me like God. I'll take that anytime. And Adam fell from God, and God gave him what he wanted. Hard to comprehend, but Adam fell. And God gave him what he wanted, which is what? Banishment from his presence. That's what happened in the fall. And Adam is the father of all the races, uh, Romans 5.12. So that would be all of us. Adam sinned, and Adam plunged humanity into sin. So we all here are descendants of Adam. And we all here are sinners of the worst sort. So Adam plunged all humanity into sin. He was originally created to image God. He rejected that. He wanted to be God himself. He wanted to create his own image. And he did. And we do that on a regular basis too. So man has decided to image his own rule and display his own glory. And we all know that the rule of man is abusive and oppressive and exploitive. And certainly in Exodus, we're reading that. You know, if we're reading through and studying, we see Pharaoh, Uh, that is the rule of man. So God chooses a people for his name. He chooses Israel. God in his mercy had a plan to save a people and use them for one reason, to display his image. In this storyline, image is everything. So God reached down and he called out a people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He created this nation of Israel, and he wanted them to be completely different than all the surrounding peoples in that they, as a people group, were to image God. Exodus 4, 20. So Israel, God says, let my son go. We... Israel was to be the son of God, the image of God, to bear before the world. And, and, and God reached down and he said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go tell Pharaoh, let my son go. And um, we know that Pharaoh said, not so fast. I'm not going to do that. Who is the Lord? I know not the Lord. You see, sons bear the image of their father. And on the way, as God called um, his son out of bondage and slavery, and he was going to take them into the promised land, he stopped on the way at Mount Sinai and gave Israel the law. Who's got Exodus twenty-three through 5? So God stopped along the path on the way to the promised land, and he gave Israel the law, and then he said, you are not going to bow down to another image, and then he sent the prophets again and again and again. And you got uh, Second Kings listed there, Ezekiel listed there, Jeremiah listed there, again and again. God sent prophets and said, "If you continue to worship idols, and if you go after other gods, I'm going to kick you out of the Promised Land." And sure enough, they did it. Uh, the first ten tribes of Israel went into captivity. Uh, after that, the, the, the tribe of Judah was taken into captivity. The main lesson of the Old Testament of ancient Israel, God's chosen race is that fallen human beings left to themselves cannot image God's character and glory. That's what the Old Testament teaches, among many other things. But the main lesson of the Old Testament is ancient Israel, God's chosen race, is fallen because of Adam. And they cannot image God's character. So in this storyline, we 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 now fast forward a few thousand years and we come to Christ, the perfect son, Luke 3.22. Going once, Luke 3.22. Oh, my wife. <laughs> Okay, so Christ comes on the picture, the perfect son, the perfect son of God. And and that verse says, picturing what will come for the church, the Holy Spirit descended on him in a bodily form, and it said, this is my beloved son. Jesus Christ was the perfect son of God. And the scripture actually shows us that he was perfect and that he did uh, everything that God asked him to. And immediately after his baptism, Jesus was tempted by the devil 40 days. Remember that? And yet, he did what Adam didn't do. He did not image himself. He imaged God. The son does what Adam didn't do. The son does what, what Israel didn't do. is He perfectly images and glorifies God. Who's got Colossians 1.15? So Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. He came down, became man, so that we could see what God was was going to do. Hebrews 1, 3. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. Jesus Christ in bodily form is the image of God, the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power, after making purifications for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty high. John 14, 9. Did that one come out? So Jesus Christ, while he was on earth, Philip, you know, and, and he's struggling, and he said, can you just show us the Father? And Jesus said, Philip, 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 Philip. I've been with you so long. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father because Jesus Christ perfectly imaged his heavenly Father. So Christ is born, and the Holy Spirit indwells with it, or, or the church is born uh, after the Gospels, and depending on where you put the birth of the church, uh, the church is born, and the Holy Spirit indwells believers in the church. So image is everything. So let's go through this. Uh, Romans 8, 29. So God wants us as believers he says to be conformed to the image of his son. So we look at what Jesus did. We see that image at this storyline is everything. Uh, that we are supposed to look to Jesus Christ, do what, see what he did, and be conformed to that image. 1 Corinthians 15 14. Okay, so in that verse, he says, We, as sinners, we bear the image of the man of dust, Adam. We're sinners. But at salvation, we are given the Holy Spirit, and then we bear the image of the man of heaven. 2 Corinthians, that is a beautiful verse. You might want to circle that one, underline that one, go into your Bible, and uh, it says, we all with unveiled health beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree to another. I'm thankful for that. Because uh, born again in 1987, uh, had the, the, the degrees are still happening in my life. God is still using his word in all the things that we're going to look at today, among many other things, and he's changing me from one degree into another, into the image of God. Colossians 3, uh, 9 through 10 so when we practice christianity we are putting off the old self and we're putting on the new self and it says we are being renewed in the knowledge after the image of the creator so we are as a church to display the character and likeness and image and glory of the son the father sure Uh, We are to display the character, the likeness, and the image. The glory of the Son of God. So glory, we will image him perfectly. I can't wait. We will image him perfectly when we're with him in glory. Uh, 1 John 3, 2. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to be glorified. Uh, I can't wait until God transfers me from this sinful life uh, into glory. What, what an amazing thing that's going to be. So God intends his people, the church, uh, to accomplish his original creation purposes. We are to display his wise, holy, and loving image for the world to see. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. We're to be salt. We're to be light. In a lost and dying, sin-sick world what's your mission so after that storyline what is your mission so the storyline two is images everything the story or storyline one storyline two is we must be saved through a sacrifice Uh, Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden they were sinless with the promise of eternal life of Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and earned uh, eternal judgment and death, separation from God. Now Adam has a guilt problem. In this storyline, we must be saved through a sacrifice. Adam now has a guilt problem. He has broken God's direct commandment. So God calls Israel, his descendants. They end up in Egypt. Uh, They're down in Egypt for 400 years. They lived in relative comfort and ease. They had the best land, the land of Goshen. They grew mightily to millions of people. And then there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. And he put him in slavery and bondage. And God stepped down and called his children uh, out of Israel. And he took them across the, you know, the, the plagues and all that. He, he, we're going to study that coming up uh, in our preaching he, he takes the plagues, the ten plagues, the final plague is the death of the firstborn and the Passover lamb. And through that process, God takes them out of Israel and um, he, he gives them the law. Now remember, 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 the law was never to be a means of salvation, ever. The law was never to be a means of salvation. There is no do's and don'ts that we can do well enough to keep salvation, to earn salvation and keep it for eternal sake. The law was designed to be a schoolmaster to show us how sinful we were. That's where Israel went wrong. The lessons, they could not save themselves. They needed a savior, the Messiah. So Christ as the savior, Jesus Christ came. This, we must be saved through a sacrifice. He came uh, as the perfect son of God uh, who perfectly imaged, his father. He was the perfect Passover lamb who would pay the price for sin. He would not just solve humanity's corruption problem, but also our guilt problem. If you live with guilt, uh, you're just like me. Uh, sometimes I think of, of my past, and, and I can, I can uh, feel guilty. But God doesn't want us to feel guilty. <laughs> I praise God for that. Who's got Colossians 2? Another verse that you should all mark, go in your Bible, find it, and start to put it to memory or meditation. However you deal with that, you should look at that. God made us alive together with him. Having forgiven all our trespasses, he nailed it to the cross. The legal demands were paid. Man has to be saved through Jesus Christ. He paid the sin debt needed for, for, for fallen humanity to, to gain eternal life. Matthew twenty eight eighteen. So now this perfect Savior, Jesus, he says, All authority has been given to me. What's the authority? The authority is not the command of the Old Testament to do this and don't do this, is now a commission. He commissions his people, and he gives them a mission. Jesus Christ now is not a command. Now it's a commission in Matthew 28, 18, and he gives his people this thing to do. He commissions his people. He doesn't command us. He commissions us. We ought to do this with a happy heart. So the the church, God's chosen people, this is his mission. Who's got Matthew 28, 19 through 20? Did I give that out? As a whole. So here's the authority that was given to him. And this is what he commissions us to do. All authority has been given to the perfect son of God. And this is the commission that we have. He says this. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am always with you to the end of the age. What's our mission? Our mission is to baptize or to disciple, to baptize, and to teach. That's what our mission is. If you go back to the very first question, what is our mission? That's our mission. God commissioned us to do this mission of making disciples, baptizing them, and teaching them. The first one is image. We are to live to the glory of God. The second one, we are to speak (laughs) about the glory of God. We are to use our mouth if, if I'm, I mean, I, wa- I, I work with unbelievers e- every night and it'd be like me walking with them and, and they're walking into hellfire and I'm just walking with them and I give them a glass of water and I'm kind, I'm imaging God, I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm not swearing and cursing and cussing like everybody else. I'm not getting mad and angry and frustrated. I'm imaging God. But imaging God as they walk into the fire of hell doesn't do anything. We have to speak. We have to teach. We have to see them disciple. We have to see them baptized into the church, and we have to disciple them. And I love trying to invite people into into uh, Bible studies and stuff like that. And you're probably like me. Many people don't take us up on it. So there's coming a time when we will no longer need to make disciples and that will be glory in this storyline. Philippians 2, 9, there is coming a time, right? <laughs> there is coming a time when we will be in glory. And every knee, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So the mission of the church is to tell people the good news, the gospel, and make disciples. The first storyline is God created us to image him. And and I've shared this, this I was uh, processing this uh, teaching last night and, and I've shared this before. When I deliver pizza at night, I'll have 20, 30 seconds at the door of these people. And, and I'm thinking, am I imaging God? Am I imaging Christ, you know? Uh, and last night, I delivered pizza. And just a judgmental, that I, the, the, the judging person that I can be. If I deliver pizza to a door, and the light is off, and they open the door, and they don't turn the light on, you're not going to get a tip. True, they don't want to see it. It's like they're hiding. And sure enough, I deliver right out here in Brookstone. And the lady came to the door. I'm going to say this she's a white lady and she had the light off and it was real dark and she grabbed the sheet she went like this and gave it to me and I was, I said thank you very much and I you know hope you enjoy the pizza I was, I'm thinking of this image that I'm supposed to do right now cuz I know I didn't get a tip right there and I'm talking you know 2 to 3 4 or 5 dollars and my heart just goes through this you know and so she gave it to me and handed it to me and I came out and looked at it sure enough just the line there nothing The next delivery, I'm in Waterloo. The light's off. It's dark. And a black lady comes to the door. And I thought, well, here's my second one. And she grabs the slip and real quick she goes like this and she hands it to me and I'm going back to the door and I'm like, but she put $5 on it. I sat in the car and I thought, Wow, what image did I give that black lady? Because I know what my heart was. With the white lady, I was thinking possibility, but probably not a tip. The black lady, I was sure I wasn't gonna get a tip. And I probably imaged that to her. You talk about conviction. We're supposed to image that consistently, regularly, God has saved me for a purpose, for a reason that I looked distinctly different than the world. I do things distinctly different from the world. We are to image the salvation that Jesus Christ has caused to happen in our lives one degree to another. And then we are to speak. We are to tell people the gospel the good news. So we we put these two storylines together, the mission of God's chosen people in this lesson. We are to live as true humanity together, being image bearers to a fallen world by reflecting the perfect son. And then we're to use our voices. We're to use our voices to proclaim God's good news happened on the cross. So what does this mean for you and for me in our life's mission? The first step of the Christian life is to be baptized into church membership. If you're not a member here, I just encourage you to become a member. I know I've heard all, probably not all, but I've heard many, 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 many people tell me why they don't think church membership is is necessary. And I'm just telling you that church membership is necessary. You can debate with me all you want, and you can sit and not join the church, but I I believe that God wants you to place yourselves voluntarily under the leadership of the church. I know, easy for me, because I'm an elder. But before I was an elder, I voluntarily placed myself under the leadership of this church. It's necessary. The first step of the Christian life is to be baptized into the membership of the church. Baptism for identity's sake. We bear the name of Jesus. And then teaching for instruction's sake. We are instructed through the teaching on godly living. So acting together as a church, we prioritize the preaching of the gospel in here. This is for saved people as a whole. I'm sure there's lost people here every Sunday. And praise God for that. And they're going to hear the gospel here. Amen, right, everybody? This is a church that preaches the gospel. Is that correct? Say amen. Amen. Ah, we are. This is a church that preaches the gospel. We here, most of us here, are born again, love the Lord. We come here to be instructed and taught so that we can go out there and reach the lost. This isn't for the lost. People get confused in that area, and they think that this is evangelism. Of course we want to evangelize here when someone's lost, but this is for edification. This, The church is for edification, So acting together, we prioritize the preaching of the gospel to clearly proclaim biblical truths to God's chosen people so that we can go out and be image bearers. So our day-to-day mission as church members is to represent Jesus Christ as transformed humanity by our image, by our deeds. What's our personal mission? Well, certainly one of them is to go out of here and I'll use the word act, act transformed. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We are to act distinctly different. Israel was to act distinctly different. And I'm in Second uh, Samuel in my reading and boy, did they fail miserably. King David failed miserably, didn't he? And, and we fail miserably on a regular basis over and over. We have something David didn't have, is the permanent and dwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. So we are to be transformed human beings, transformed fathers, and transformed mothers, and transformed children, and transformed workers, and transformed when we're on the Internet, and transformed when we're alone and transformed in every phase of our life. Your today today mission is to do the deeds, the image of God's chosen people. And we're supposed to represent King Jesus by transformed humanity with our words. Our language, our speech patterns, should be distinctly different than the workers that we work with. We have two guys at Pizza Pit that have no filters on their mouth. One is just vile, and filth just comes out of his mouth. Just young man, just, it just rolls off his tongue. No, no, there's no filter, it doesn't matter who's in there. And, and I try to you know, talk to him sometimes, and um, he's actually come to church here. And we have another guy that has no filter on his mouth. He's, he's older, and he pouts. He feels sorry for himself. Two distinct, different people, but they have no filter on their mouth. I think God wants us to filter our speech pattern. If we just think that we need to be image bearers without speaking, then we're going to draw attention to ourselves. Oh, look at me. Look at the degree that I've attained in Christianity. And that just draws attention to myself. But if I say, look at how God has changed me and molded me and made me, so now I don't act like that. I don't say that, but I don't act like that. In fact, not only that, I'm going to tell you that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And he wants to save you. For the sake of our mission, we need to be baptized into church membership, and then we need the members of this church throughout the week. I don't know who your friends are, I don't know who you have to hold you accountable. I know I have multiple people that hold me accountable. First and foremost is my wife, and my kids, and then the elders, and my brother. And a, a few good friends that I have that we get together when we pray and and, and we, I ask counsel and, and I, I get advice and, and I love being and spending time with my mentors. But then God wants me to go out and talk to people who aren't in my little clique. What's your mission? Okay, now think. (laughs) Go back to the to the to the first page there that you had. What is missions? What did you answer? And what would you answer now? What is missions? What is the mission of Real Hope Community Church? What did you answer or what did you think then? And what do you think now? Is it any different? The most important question that we want to try to process this morning is what is my mission? What is your mission? if you're like me, I... Uh, I can be so brain dead sometimes. I can think, oh, I would just love to do something great for Jesus Christ. I would love to go to Africa somewhere and, and, and go in the bush somewhere and go... S- you know, when we went to Guatemala, it was it was it was absolutely amazing. It was it was fabulous. And you go on a missions trip, and you're 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 with people you don't know. You don't even know the language, and and you go down there, and you just want to share the gospel. That's your whole purpose of going down there is to share the gospel. And sometimes I dream and fantasize about wow, being a great Christian and telling people, uh, you know, over somewhere that they haven't heard the gospel and and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to give them the gospel, and they're going to repent, they're going to be saved. I think, wouldn't it be cool to be a missionary? I read sometimes uh, stories of of great Christians in the past, and I said, oh, man, I would just like to do that. Fantasize about how wonderful a Christian I'm going to be someday. You do that? I hope so. I hope you at least think, I really would like to serve Jesus Christ in some way, shape, or form at a really deep level. The really cool thing is when you see your children grow and go and do it. That's really exciting in your heart. But what does God want us to do this afternoon? What is he going to ask you to do tomorrow at your workplace that is our mission field as men as men what does God ask us to do honestly what's our mission as men what is our mission Ah, process you read the Bible and and have devotions and look for passages for God to transform me into one degree or as as a man? I, I got a concept of what men should be biblically. How about you ladies? How about you ladies? I don't know what it's like to be a woman, obviously. How about you ladies? What does God want you to do this afternoon tomorrow in wherever he has you what is the mission that god has for you ladies in this church what is your mission i i, I don't know what it, i don't know what your mission is you have to go into the scriptures and find your mission according to god's word Now, the children aren't in here today, but what are the children's mission? I don't know about you, but I want children who are (laughs) obedient and kind and polite. And we can want something from our kids. We can think this is their mission, to be obedient, uh, respectful, kind kids. That is certainly something to live for and to strive to, But, what are we doing as parents to fuel within them the mission of their lives? What's the mission of the church? What is it? Well, in our two storylines today, the mission of the church, and we are the church, is to image God one degree to another. The mission of this church, and we are the church, we're the called out ones, we're we're bought by the blood of Jesus Christ the payment has been made i am so glad we have as a church as believers we have the permanent indwelling presence of the holy spirit something so amazing that it should blow our minds what is the mission of this church the mission of this church of god's called out ones that we should get to know Jesus Christ so deeply, and comprehend what happened at the cross on a regular basis and see theologically what happened there and be willing to speak with our mouths in some way, shape, or form as our mission to tell people outside of these walls the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. Remember the old Mission Impossible for those of us who are older? And they had the cassette the little cassette tape that would play. It was Jim, right? Jim? Jim, if you accept this mission, he would spell it out. And then what would happen at the end? What was that? Self-destruct in five seconds. For those of you who aren't quite old enough to remember, this little tape would all of a sudden go, and you're like, Our life is but a vapor. There's going to become a time when I'm not going to be here anymore. I can't, I can't wait for that time because it means I'm going to be in glory. But our life is a vapor. What are we going to do between God telling us, commissioning us to go out and make disciples and teach and baptize them, until our life goes? Whoosh. Let's decide. Let's make a decision, and let's image God, and let's speak for God. Father, thank you for this day, I thank you for the teaching of the scriptures, the storylines that we looked at today. I would ask, Heavenly Father, that you'll encourage us. It wouldn't be a brow-beating session, but you would encourage us, Lord, to go out of this room and share the gospel, and live the gospel, Lord, to a lost, a very lost, a very dark, a very sin-dying world. Encourage us, through the word of God, to do your mission. In Jesus Christ's precious name, amen.